Hello, all you goons and goblins. It's Stefan from a Comedy Advice Podcast coming in scorching hot with this blazing intro. And not only am I excited about my special guest, but I am battling what the realms of reality and fantasy are. I am running on fumes. I am... Uh, I just rode the roller coaster of life. It doesn't matter how tall you are. You will ride it. And you will scream. And yesterday, guess what? We had a nice little low. Wife and I baking some Christmas cookies for the family friends. We are just going to do a little drop off because, you know what? We can't see each other. So we're just going to drop off our Christmas joy right at their front door. Make sure it's sanitized so they can consume our joy through the baking that we've done in our love in their own little way. And you know what? We will be inside of them in some sort of not sexual great way but we were baking the cookies we let the cats outside they were doing their thing we were keeping an eye on them as is and has been done for ages and ages but fate just so had it that one of our cats fofa jumped the wall and fate would also have it that there were two dogs on the other side of that wall we heard the barks we didn't hear Fofa. We ran over. We tried to see. We didn't see her. We didn't see bones and blood. So thank God. It seemed like she escaped. But then problem two. She's gone. What are we going to do? We can't call her. We're going around the neighborhood going, Fofa. <sighs> we looked for her. We scoured the neighborhood. Nowhere to be seen. There for hours posting online. Facebook the Humane Society, everything. I'm posting pictures. I'm seeing these pictures and I'm almost breaking down crying because I'm thinking, wow, she's so cute and I might never see this little kitty again. We end up reading about what we should do. So people have told us in the comments and after doing some reading, leave something that she's familiar with, the scent outside. So we did that. We set up the security cameras and everything. 1.45 in the morning, beep, 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 security camera goes off. My wife notices it. She goes out to the front door because we're sleeping on the couch because we want to be on the first floor just in case there's a faint meow or a scratch on the door. She's there. Thank Jesus. Thank you, Allah. Thank you, all of the gods. Is there an Egyptian cat god that I should be thanking right now? Honorable mention to you, Rujad. The Egyptian cat god. You guys, mm, I'm so excited. I'm very tired. And so I wasn't able to get this episode out on the usual scheduled time. But you know what? I don't care because what's most important to me is family, my little kitties. And you know what? I was going to do this early and she laid right next to me and snuggled up the whole night. And oh, God, I'm just going to break out in tears right now. It's so cute. And I had the alarm. And I was like, no, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to stay here as long as she's snuggling with me. But I'm so excited to present to you this episode because I have special guest Orlando Leva. Orlando Leva, amazing person. He's been on Jimmy Fallon several times. He's been on True TV, NBC's Bring the Funny. He is on Rec League on TBS. Hilarious individual. One of the most positive individuals as well that I've ever met. So I loved having him on the show. He gave me a lot of life hacks. So I'm going to employ those. And he's just 
I think that his positivity is going to emanate onto you guys. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for listening to me. And I appreciate you guys. You guys are amazing. This was not built in a day. This is like my little Rome, a comedy advice podcast. Ven nivi di podcast. It's beautiful. And it's thanks to you guys, my Roman soldiers. Thank you so much for all the support, all the love, all the subscribing, the leaving reviews, the following me on a comedy advice podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. You are lovely. And I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate it. Thank you. Please continue to outpour that love. Pour it onto me. Splash me with your love. I want to be doused in it even more. Uh, I don't think I'm making sense anymore, so I'm just going to let you guys listen. Thank you so much. Smooch, smooch, smooch. Enjoy. A comedy advice podcast. An advice podcast for death and, and friends. To make exaggerated statements not meant to be taken literally. What was that, Seven? A uh, comedy advice podcast. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Good, good. So how do I pronounce your name correctly? Uh, it's Stefan. Stefan, no, and your last name? Satani. Stefan Satani. Thank you. That's it. Just to make sure I'm pronouncing yours because you're the special guest. Orlando yeah. Leba. That's correct. She's in Leba. <laughs> I had to le- I had to learn that comment. She's in Leba. When <laughs> all the hosts were bringing me up, they would always get my last name wrong. And they were like Orlando, and then I go, She's in Leba. And then I go. <laughs> Oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Do you prefer Lando, by the way? Or uh yeah, Lando's is cool. That's uh that's like what everybody pretty much calls me once they get to know me there. Hey Lando, Lando. Nice. Makes me feel close to Star Wars. Makes me feel like fingers crossed I get on the Mandalorian one day. <laughs> I was it made me think of Star Wars too, because I was like, oh, maybe Lando Calarizian. It was short for Orlando Calarizian. So Oh wow, that'd have been fantastic. Yeah. All right. Um <clears throat> Hello everybody, and welcome to a comedy advice podcast. My name is Stefan Satani, and I'm your host. Joining me today, very special guest. He's been seen on HBO, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, NBC's Bring the Funny, TBS's Rec League. And more. His new album, Adorable, is out now. Everybody, please welcome Orlando Leba. Oh, man. That's that's a nice intro. That's one of the nicest intros I've received in a while. How are you, <laughs> Stefan? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, thank you. And especially well, since an awesome person like you with an amazing, deserved intros here. Um, oh, thank you, buddy. And you've also, you also look great, too. I mean, uh, you've got the backdrop. I think there's some accent lighting going on, or something's on yeah, fire. Yeah, you know, this is the world that we're living in now, where we had to build uh, little makeshift studios at our own house, you know, buy lights and throw, you know, splashes on the wall. I don't know what that means, but they told me to do that. A splash of light in the background. So <laughs> right now I'm set up, you know, in front of one of my pictures of a palm tree in Florida. And that's it, brother. 
That's beautiful. I like how 50 years ago and before we would have to find and forage and fish and hunt to survive. Now it's being able to construct a nice podcast studio so we could get some, there you go, some revenue. So that's great. But yeah, 100%. (laughs) And if you look at these videos, I, I is fantastic because now we're going to be able to do this time thing where we go back and we watch at these first videos that we all started kind of doing podcasting uh, around March. And you just see how little by little everybody just starts upgrading. So it starts from the bed not being made in the background. So now there's <laughs> accent lighting in the background and everybody has a proper microphone. Oh, and by the way, the camera on your $5,000 MacBook doesn't work as well as buying a webcam off of Amazon. Oh, okay. I get it. I see what oh. you did there, Apple. Oh my God. I know I had to buy a ring light for my MacBook uh, video to look good. Cause look without it, it just, it starts to get blurry and choppy and everything. My wrinkles start to show. It's just not a good scenario for anybody process, man. It's a whole process, man. The the biggest trip, you know, cause I've always uh, had issues with the iPhone, not having the same chargers. And then all of a sudden now you can't use your headphones without an adapter. But then once we got to this situation, oh, the camera is not at its highest quality. You got to, you know, invest in a decent Logitech 920 <laughs> or eight. What is it? It's 18, 20, whatever. P, I don't know, dude. I just, you know what? People tell me what to do. They give me great advice and I listen to them. I'm like, all right, there you go. Yeah. So now I'm here and, uh, and you're able to hear me clear and I'm able to hear you clear. And I got uh, fantastic lighting behind me. Oh, my gosh. Looking great. Sounding great. The whole deal. Um, I wanted to ask, too. I know that you've been doing mm-hmm. stand up. You've got you've been on HBO and Trenos. You also have your special and album coming out. Adorable. Yes. And um, I wanted to ask a little bit about what sparked your interest in comedy because i had heard on an interview that you had actually started comedy at 32 at a a, a later age than a lot of other comedians yes well there was a a i guess 32 still too young for a midlife crisis but it was uh it was my wife i had a birthday and um she got me tickets she she first signed me up for an improv class to mm-hmm. kind of like get out of the house. Here's your birthday gift. <laughs> and then uh, did that. And then I was like, okay, improv is cool. Then we went to New York and on a trip. And we went to Gotham Comedy Club. And we saw a comic by the name of Kyle Grooms, who was okay. on the Chappelle show. Also a, a fantastic human being. But backstory on Kyle Grooms, he worked at Univision uh, in some type of department there. And that triggered something inside of me because at the time I was working as a satellite engineer for CBS News out of South Florida. And then I was just like, I remember being in New York, leaving Gotham. And the very next morning, I called down to the Miami Improv and I asked them about open mics. How do they work? And they said, this is how it works. Bring a couple of people and you get five minutes. And that's what I did. And it was off to the races from there. 
Dang, man. And, and you know what? It's it's really interesting because it seems like you kind of just jump into things and learn how to do them. I know that you mentioned that you were a satellite engineer at CBS. Yeah. And you, from what I heard, you just learned how to do that. You didn't have a degree in satellite engineering or whatever the yeah, degree is. No, I didn't go to school like a lot of the people there. So when I first got the job, the entry level job, it was kind of like a microwave truck operator where you drive the microwave truck and you set up the antenna and you just basically aim at a tower and you hit the signal, you, it, it matches up and that's it. They're able to transmit, hook up a camera to it and the reporter. Uh, as the years progress, I just started, I got so into it that I would come in on my days off when you were still able to do that, like come in on your day off and I would learn stuff. So I even learned how to fly in the helicopter to do like car chases. But that one, that one I really enjoyed. But like five people needed to get sick, a combination of being sick or on vacation for me to fly in the helicopter. And you sit in the back of the helicopter with like a remote control Damn. game. Like if you were a gamer, you know, like if you were just playing Mario Kart and that's how you uh, do high speed chases. So it was like, I, I've been that guy. Once I get into it, I get into it. It's like, that's the, that's the, I guess the way I'm designed. Just giving a hundred and ten percent there, Lando. A hundred and ten percent, which is not mathematically possible. <laughs> and speaking of video games, you're now the host of a show about professional gamers playing some of the most yeah. senseless games out there. How did out that there. come about and and uh how has it been uh, so far? Uh Fantastic. Actually, we only did two episodes because that's all yeah. that we got contracted. So the show's called Rec League, but the show is a show within a show. The actual show on TBS is called Super Punch. It's on every Friday at midnight that where nice. gamers discuss games. And it's like real intense, real talk, funny stuff. But they're talking about the real deal video game stuff. Then myself and my co-host, well, it happens to be one of my best buds, Forrest Shaw. We get to be commentators on this special segment called Rec League, where we grab these high-end, you know, League of Legend players or people yeah. that have like 2.5 million followers, subscribers on YouTube. We grab them. We bring them in. We don't tell them what game that they're going to play. And they're like... uh, what are we playing? And we're like, you're playing Bus Simulator 18. <laughs> and it's, you know, these are, it's, it's so fun to me because these are, these are guys who are earning like six figures, you know, playing, oh playing, you know, whatever they're playing, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, you know, they're, they yeah. belong to teams, League of Legends, which is like a, an official, these guys are winning millions of dollars in competitions. And we bring them in and it's like, drive a bus, collect the change and pick <laughs> up passengers and drop them off, you know, and park the bus at the end. Oh, you forgot to turn off the bus. You lose that type <laughs> of deal. And um, it, it was so much fun. We did two segments. They brought us in. And uh, thank you to the good people at Team Coco, which is kind of the stuff that you already, if you follow Team Coco and you follow Conan, uh, you've seen him do this type of stuff on his actual show. So it was great. It was, oh, that's... It, it was, man, I'm telling you, it was like the funnest part. It was a, that I got to do it with one of my best friends and an amazing comic. He's uh he, he's written on multiple shows. His name is Forrest Shaw. 
and uh, we come from Florida, both of us. He becomes, he's my co-host and we got to do it from my house. He came over to my house. He got oh. tested. I'm tested. And we just sat down at my dinner table. We turned it into like a, like our desk. We got the headsets. They send us the lights. And it was just like, I was like, this is fantastic. Oh my gosh. That's so much fun. That's really yes, cool. It is. Yeah. Oh man. Are you, by the way, I was going to ask, I think I heard you talking with Moses Storm about it and you're not really that big of a gamer, but you may have gotten into the bus simulator a little bit. Yes, I did get into bus simulator right away. Cause it's just, I, I highly recommend it for anybody who's anxious or is, has a lot of stress in their lives. Cause that's all that you do. You go around, you pick up people and you drop them off. And as the levels open up, next thing you know, you're taking people to the aquarium or you're taking them to the end of the island and you're seeing seagulls. It's a fantastic game to relax to, man. Oh, that's awesome. I also wanted to swing back. I know that you were saying that you're in Florida now. You grew up or you were born in Puerto Rico, went to the DR because that's where your parents were from, then ended up in Florida. Ended up in Florida. Then um, that's where you and your wife were when you started comedy. And then I heard that you had moved to L.A. Your mm-hmm. wife stayed in yeah. Fort Lauderdale or was it? No, Miami, Florida. I'm sorry, Miami. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but you you ended up staying there. You ended up trying to give it a shot. And you said, hey, yeah, I'm going to do this for a year and mm-hmm. um, I'll call it at six months, whether I think it's good or, or I should go back. 100%. I was, I was thinking, wow, what an honor, what a cool thing to do and what a bold thing to do. I was going to ask, is that, was that one of the boldest things you had done to date? Or was that just like a classic Lando decision where um, I'm just going to go all in or I'm just going to go do this thing? Yeah. This one was a little bit, this, yeah, this one, this decision was a little bit different because I am married, you know? Yeah. Yes. um, I am married. We have no kids. Yeah. So you already know it's not you can't yeah. make those solo decisions anyway. Yeah. Uh I looked it up. Uh she already knew there was something like okay like the NBC the CBS satellite thing was running its course. Uh there right. was being a lot of there were a lot of cutbacks and whatnot. Uh I wasn't on the chopping block but it, it, the where I worked the whole vibe had changed and the comedy thing was stepping up. Uh I was about to give up comedy and then I work with one of my favorite comics, uh, Sebastian Menescalco. And Sebastian Menescalco, I told him, I confided in him, I think. Um, I said, Sebastian, I think I'm done. I'm all the way in Florida. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm having a good time with you right now. But really, when I'm just surrounded by younger guys. So I'm yep. done. And Sebastian did, said, don't, did, don't go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, did you go on the road with Sebastian as well? Or did you? No, no, no. I was Sebastian. Sebastian was very smart about how he built his uh, a brand or all. And so whatever state he went to, he had his guy in that state. So ah. if he came back to Florida five times, I was yeah. his opener for five times. So people knew what to expect. I also knew to do new material. His mm-hmm. fan base in Florida automatically became my fan base. They were like, nice. yeah, we've seen you. Yeah. So I was with Sebastian opening for him in Florida. I even uh, I even moved to Los Angeles and then he gave me the heads up. Hey, I'm going to Florida. 
you want to go see your wife? And then I went to Florida. I flew oh, to Florida cool. just to open for him. And it was just, it was beautiful because uh, with Sebastian, we went from the Miami Improv 300-seater to the Fort Lauderdale Improv, which was, we're already, now we're hitting like a thousand, uh, we're hitting like 600 seaters to West Palm Beach. Now we're getting close to a thousand to him opening up in theaters, to him being the, the theater Sebastian that you see now. Mm. I was like at the beginning, like the beginning of those theater gigs and seeing <laughs> him too, you know, fast yeah. forward, Sebastian Menescalco, two sold out nights at Madison Square Garden, you know? Wow. 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 So I got to witness that, which is very important for, uh, not that I'm young in age, but for a young comic, a young sure. comic coming up because that's what you get to if you know how to accept it and you're present in that moment you understand that this is really tangible you know my first hollywood party when i got to hollywood was at jim jeffrey's house uh, my wow. best friend Forrest, yeah my best bud Forrest takes me to jim jeffrey's house for his birthday i go and then i sit and uh, Jim Jeffries at that time had just turned a corner. He was like uh, hmm. two years into turning the corner, Jim Jeffries show mm -hmm. on on uh, FX and whatnot. Uh, so house on the hills overlooking the Sunset Strip. So from his house, wow. I could see the Laugh Factory and I can see the comedy store and I could see all the way down to where the improv, the Hollywood improv is. Wow. And again, the thought came to my head. You know, I'm living in a studio apartment. The thought came to my head of this is really tangible. And that's really what it is. Just recognize those moments. So, yes, I made the decision going back to where we started this uh, conversation. Uh, I made the decision within myself. Then I talked to my wife. Then we looked at our finances. We mm -hmm. were OK financially. She was earning. Uh, she's she was earning great because she's a producer in She's a commercial producer. She's an executive uh, producer for commercials. Wow. And then we looked at my 401k and then the decision was there. Like, okay, if you retire, if you retire, if you resign, you'll be able to cash in your 401k. You're going to mm. take a big hit, which people need to know. You take yeah. a big hit from that. But that gave me a nice chunk of change to move to Los Angeles. And when I moved to Los Angeles, I had that big chunk and I'm not dumb. I didn't start buying drinks or going out. First thing I did was go find myself a nice studio apartment. They wanted $900 a month for it. I offered them $700 a month because I have cash on hand. And I said, I'll pay you the whole year. If you leave it to me at $700 a month. Oh, and wow. even the, yeah, even the landlady was a little bit confused. I threw her off like that. The, and then I was like, yeah, I'll go to Bank of America right now and get you a cashier's check for the whole year. I'll, and we don't even got to see each other. And you don't need to paint the place. The place looks great. And she was like, done. And that's Damn. it. I, I actually left that studio apartment to another comic and he did the same thing. He came from England and he had JJ Whitehead. He had a bundle of money and he just threw it at her. It's like basically what Orlando did, I'm going to do. Also, and she was like, I, I love these comic guys because seek, <laughs> you know, a little secret about uh, Los Angeles is that a lot of people move here 
And within six months that if they're not seeing the, the forward movement, uh, well, one of the articles like you, I could see that you do a lot of research. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, one of the articles that I did was like uh, advice on moving to Los Angeles. And one of the things that I heard, read was that in Los Angeles, a lot of people break their lease. So, you know, because they kind of like give up, they're like, yeah. Oh, I can't, you know? Yeah. And that's, and I wasn't planning on giving up. I had the window. I had a, a six months grace period with my wife where it's like right. no questions for six months at six months. The question started coming. How's it moving? How's it shaking? Right. You know, and then oh, so, so we are moving on to the year now, and then we keep on moving. And uh, we did a long distance relationship for two and a half years. Yeah, with a wife. But now, I'll give you the exclusive that nobody knows, and uh, only a few people. I'll give you an exclusive that nobody knows. Again, you got to have the drive. You got to think and you got to ask the right questions. So the right question was, how can I see my wife more often? That was the mm. question that I asked myself. And the answer that came to me was get a job at an airline. Oh. So I'm in Los Angeles. I'm, I'm doing my best to fall into the scene here, get people to know. Mm -hmm. And then late nights, I was blessed to end up with a job at an airline, throwing bags for four hours a night. So for four hours a night, I would throw bags. Mind you, I would get out by, uh, I would get out at uh, like around 11 at night. And if I wanted to still go hang at a comedy club, I still could. And also, I would work weekends in Los Angeles on the weekends. There's nothing to do because all mm -hmm. the comics pretty much go out to work. Mm -hmm. So my days off were actually during the week. A wow. lot of the time and in the airline industry, you could trade shifts a lot. What did that job grant me? Free travel for my wife. So she could travel, my mother could travel, and I could travel as much as we wanted. You know? Damn. We could, that, but it was just like a life hack. And and I'm not a genius about it. It just, I asked the right question, and next thing you know, the right person popped up. And then I asked that person the right question, and they were like, oh, this is what I've been doing for years. And then I can't hook you up with a job. But if you apply and it just, it, man, Stefan, it was one of those magical moments where the airlines, so many people were retiring, older people were retiring uh -huh. and the airlines, like across the board, all the airlines were hiring a lot of people to do grunt work, you know, to do all Damn. the grunt work. And that's yeah. just what I needed. A job that I don't have to think about that. I don't. It was just there. I was just like an animal in the belly of airplanes, just throwing bags and stacking them and get out. I would never work outside of the plane. I would just stay in the belly because the hours will fly by. I would blink, go on a 15 minute break. And that's it. The day was over for me. And that's Damn. It. And now, you know, and it gave me also like a steady income. So every week I there was a check there for me that I didn't have to worry about hustling or let me yeah. drive Uber or let me drive this or let me drive, you know, 
mm-hmm. which is yeah. always good. I always tell everybody, get a job, man. Get a, get get a job. Get something to keep you afloat because you can't be creative if you're if you have that pressure. That's the way my brain works. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Also, I'm sharing might... a lot because we're like you told me this is an advice podcast and we're all over the place, but I feel comfortable. Hey, hey, good. I'm glad you feel comfortable. I also was thinking maybe we could partner up, pitch the idea of airplane simulator if bus simulator crashes where you can throw bags on. Oh, that's the next one. I've been, I've been, I've been pitching that for the long, (laughs) as soon as we did, uh, we did, because we did bus simulator for rec league and goat simulator. Oh, wow. And I was like, guys, this could be a weekly show. I was pitching a weekly show right away. I was like, guys, this is, we got bus simulator. We got doctor simulator. We got, you know, jet ski sim- Let's just simulate everything. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and hey, I feel like if you can make something like bus simulator and make it a hit or make it fun, you can probably take yeah. anything and, and make it a simulator and do good. So yeah. love the idea. But I also love, on a more serious note, I think when you were saying, you know, you ask yourself the right questions. And I think that... That is, uh, I wasn't going to say it's like setting goals or, or like setting a goal, but it's putting something out there consciously where once it's out there, you start to try and solve for that question or that problem. And some, 100%. It, it, and it sounds like you also, you, you know, you confided with Sebastian Maniscalco about some of the things too. Like, uh, I, I think I had heard you on another interview say, you know, am I too old for this? And he was like, yes. no, you've got life experience. That's something yeah. a lot of comics that start out at like 20, 21 don't have. But that and- was the man, that was the luckiest. I tell you, man, I I, I honestly give thanks every day because I was truly blessed. Uh, the first big piece of advice was um, who now is my buddy Forrest Shaw. I keep on bringing mm-hmm. up his name, but um, he yelled at me over running the light. That was my first big piece of advice. Second biggest piece of advice was Louis Anderson came up to me and he said, you know how you're doing the premise set up punchline? You're not that type of comic. The When you're your authentic comic self is when you're telling stories. Like when you started talking about your brothers and stuff like that, that's what's funny. He just happened to see me at the Fort Lauderdale Improv. And oh, um, my gosh. third biggest piece of advice is Sebastian Maniscalco, man. And I'm, we're not even that close. I can text them and do that, but we're not even that close. But it was uh-huh. like, it was one of those moments where it was like grown man with a grown man having a grown man conversation. And nice. uh, he was, he was very supportive. And then my support team, man, not only do I have a, a, a great uh, wife that understands the business, but also like when I got to LA, before I got my studio, it was a couple of days. So I couch surf. And mm-hmm. again, for Shaw, he was there for me on that end. I got to st- sleep on his couch for a couple of nights. And then his girlfriend flew over and I had to leave. And um, Michael Yo, the Michael Yo, who yeah. has a special blation on Amazon right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was like, dude, just stay right here. And, you know, next thing I know, I go from crashing on the couch to an extra bedroom at the W Hotel, which at that time here in Los Angeles, the W is also W hotel and residential. And he has a spot there because it was just like, I was just like, but it's also that energy, that good vibe and how you treat people, man. Yeah. And if you're a comic, don't ask too many questions in that green room, man. Just the quieter you stay in the green room, the better it is. You say, (laughs) hello, you're respectful. And if they don't talk to you, 
Or if you don't feel the vibe is right, just get out of the green room. That's yeah. I, I've been thinking that too. Not that I've had the chance to be in a green room, green room with a headliner or anything like that, but um, it's got to be an interesting space and vibe. I don't know what the what's going on through your mind when you're about to perform in front of hundreds of people, mm-hmm. but I'm sure maybe you want your own space or you don't really want to talk with people or whatever, and yeah. um, being respectful of that. And putting yeah. that, trying to think of that person before you think of yourself is something yeah. that I'm sure is important. In my, in, in, my, in, in, in my experience, most people don't say anything. You kind of just have to be very, you, you got to get that vibe. You got to sense it, you know. Uh, when you're dealing with someone like myself, I'm cool. I tell you 15 minutes before stage time, that's it. I lock in. And I'll yeah, say it yeah. out loud. Okay, guys, I need to lock in now. Like I say, hey, no disrespect. I need to lock in. And sometimes it's just going over, you know, your bullet points, da, 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 da. and so you could go over there, like that ritual, you know, yeah. the the I don't eat before I go on stage, I don't eat uh, till the second show is over, type deal, and mm-hmm. that type of things. It's, it's just that ritual that I have. Yeah. That's really interesting. And I wanted to go back to to one of the best pieces of advice you got, Louis Anderson saying you're a storyteller. I got to hear that before I watched your special on HBO, Adorable, which is so freaking funny, by the way. Thank you, man. And were you really only four years in at the time when you you, um, filmed that special? No, no. When I got, when I did uh, Adorable... I was eight years in. Oh, eight years. Okay. Maybe I missed yeah. At four years. Yeah. No, at four years, I moved to Los Angeles. Oh, four okay. Four years doing okay. comedy. Yeah. At, at at two years, at year one, Louis and Forrest had told me not to run the light. He yelled at me. I always remind <laughs> him of that. I said, dude, you yelled at me. First time we met, you yelled at me. And then <laughs> oh, man. Uh, second... Uh, and Louis Anderson gave me the advice of, uh, you know, you're a storyteller. And then Alonso Bowden actually opened up his notebook and showed me how he writes his jokes. So this wow. day, me and Alonso are like friends, friends, you know what I'm saying? That's amazing. It's good. Yeah, so it was kind of like, so it was, but it had to do with the fact that I wasn't uh, young and so I kind of, I, I knew how to behave around older people. Like, I okay, see. you don't need to be weird and stuff like that. And I always used to say, hey, man, don't be weird. Just be nice. And yeah, that's what I, that's how I live my life. I, I'm not, I'm a weird dude. You know, I have my quirks and stuff, but I'm just nice, man. Yeah. No, you, you really are. Yeah. I've felt nothing but niceness coming from you. So oh, thank you, brother. Feel... Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, I, I fake it real well. <laughs> I knew it right after the end. You're going to go to your wife and be like this a-hole on this podcast. Ask these silly questions. Damn, Stefan with his, with his deep voice, deep, deep voice, Stefan. That damn vibrato. But I, I also wanted to just laud you on your special. I think that your story storytelling really shone and and was was really shining. Especially the I think my favorite part was the last part where you talk about going to the reggae club with your cousins, mm-hmm. and yes. uh, it was just a laugh fest throughout the entire story. And yes. I don't think. 
I mean, you also did have some cases where you were set up punchline and it was great as well. And I think a lot yeah. of comics are really able to to do that. And then where this unique Lando came in, this yeah. beautiful storytelling, and I don't want to ruin it because I'm going to have a link in the show notes for people to watch or see the listen to the album but yeah um, listen to the album the album is out right now on itunes or you could stream it on amazon whatever wherever you want to stream it wherever uh what is it uh spotify sirius pandora iheart radio i don't know they got it it's called adorable yeah yeah exactly i'll put the 800 pound gorilla link in there that has all of the places or hbo you could watch the special you could watch the special on hbo max they hate it when i do this so i always do it you could just (laughs) sign up right this is my theory you sign up for a free week of hbo max people sign up it's a free week just sign up all you need is an email address and like whatever you know you sign up but you set an alarm on your phone for the day before so it reminds you to cancel it and then you cancel it on the day before you didn't get charged and you got to see adorable and game of thrones dude you know what i feel like you need to have a podcast called life hacks with lando because you've got the rent you've got the airline job you've got the this hack with hbo um yeah oh all of them all these free subscriptions they're they were designed for me they were all specially engineered for me. They they thought they were making them for the people who were going to sign up and forget about it. But no, they made it for me. And now I have alarms on my phones for everything. Oh, Hulu's about to expire. No worries, Hulu. Oh, my God. I can see your face, too, when you cancel it. <laughs> Beautiful. I all won. Right. well thank you lando we're gonna get into the advice portion of the podcast where we're gonna answer some questions before we do i was gonna say i like to get us nice and inspired with an inspirational quote that i've prepared but before i get into mine i like to ask my guests if they have any inspirational quotes that help get them through their dark days or inspire them inspirational quote that lets me get through uh i don't i really don't I just uh, I just say thank you. Like I'm adamant about that. I say thank you, and that's what inspires me. But I say I say I say thank you for the good and the bad. I just say I I, I sound like a crazy person walking around my house, you know. Sometimes oh thank you thank you oh thank you, thank mm-hmm. you, and and it just puts me in that mind state because everything that's happened to me is, is had good and bad uh involved in it where i'm at right now is there's been a journey here it was it was horrible being away from my wife dude horrible oh dude horrible. i can't you know imagine what I'm i like, can't I'm imagine one of those, like i talk about my wife and the reason i talk about my wife and the comedy is because we really live our life together we're not just uh roommates we're like we're we're here. We're on top of each other. We're talking. We're going on our adventures together. And that's where the comedy comes in from, you know, traveling back to Dominican Republic. And she wants to go down an alley. It's like, no, why do you want to go down that alley? There's nothing at the end of this alley for us, you know. But I mean, it's an experience. No, it's not. It's not an experience. And it sounds like I'm bashing her. But man, does she keep me entertained? Dude. She kissed me on my toes. Dude, uh, and then I get I, to tell these stories. I I feel uh, right in the feels right here. My wife and I, yeah. she's everything to me. We do everything. And thank God, because yeah. it was just me and her in quarantine. And we do 
everything together. Uh, almost yeah. everything. We're, she's even producing the podcast right now. Love you, babe. No. No, she's not actually there. I don't know yeah. if it showed the air kiss, but no, you know, no. we, we do a lot Look together. Like you kiss your curtains. Yeah. <laughs> These are beautiful curtains. Great gray. But I we do everything together and um, you know, it's it's nice to see that that happens with somebody else that likes their wife. Yeah. So that's cool. Good. Exactly. Well, Key word. Not only do we love our wives, we like them. That's yes. the that's exactly. the balance right there. That's the balance. That's, That's my advice to everybody, man, to married people. Hey, man, you got to like each other. Best advice I ever got. And I didn't realize it until years after I had gotten it, where they were like, yeah. you can't just love them. You got to like them, too. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, great quote. Great lesson, Lando. This mm-hmm. quote that I have is actually not by any person whatsoever. It's by a Go robot. Ahead. And yeah. it's called Inspirobot. And so what it mm-hmm. does is it uses AI to take some of the wisest words known to man and yep. mash them together for a really nice inspirational quote. Nice. All right. You ready to hear this quote? We'll try and decipher um, it. Okay. It's, <clears throat> this week, Inspirebot says, only when you manage to grasp other people's ritual sacrifice will you get romance. Mm. Mm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So when you manage to grasp other people's ritual sacrifice, will you get romance? I think that kind of goes in play of if you understand their ritual and the sacrifices that you make or they make to be able to be with you, then you get romance. I 100%. That's that's what came to my mind. That's beautiful. You know? All right. Well, thank yeah. you. Inspired if you take it. a beat. If, yeah, I'm inspired, dude. If you just... What, so if you take a beat and watch the other sacrifices and stop worrying about how much you're sacrificing, then is when you find true romance. I like it. There you go. Sacrifice your pride for the romance. Yeah, man. Beautiful. All right. Now that we're inspired, we've got Do some that questions. A lot. I sacrifice my pride a lot. Oh, hell yeah. I forgot what pride <laughs> even feels like now. I don't it's know. Just... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> Yes, babe. Yes, you're right. So um, we've got this first question. It's from our fan, Andy. He found it on Reddit, and it says, A weird craving I don't like. Recently, for some reason, I have a really bad craving for raw meat, like really bad, and I will be sitting in bed and feel hungry, and I don't want to go and get a chocolate bar or something. I want to bite into raw beef or canned sardines or something. Also, I can't seem to be fulled up anymore. Can somebody please help me with this? No, dude. Andy, you're a vampire, bro. Oh, shit. That's it. Oh. Yeah, you might He be can't right. seem to be filled up. He wants raw meat. You know? That's true. A vampire, uh, dude. Dude, ramp, but vampire. I was going to say, Go vampires, ahead. don't they like alive meat? You're, you're right. So he, Andy's a zombie. Oh, that's more. Yes. We knew it was within the supernatural realm, but we weren't yes. quite sure. Okay. He's a zombie, yo. Yo, move to Atlanta. Get on that Walking Dead. They're still shooting. Oh, there you go. You barely have to act. Just show them the cravings yeah. for that raw meat, and then they'll yeah. just snag you right yeah. up. Beautiful. Yeah, but honestly, Andy, I would uh, grow men advice. I would go to the doctor. Uh, let's run some blood tests, and it might be that you have some type of deficiency that you need to check out. Get on that. Check oh, yourself out, Andy. That's very true. Good job. Oh. Go to the doctor. Both sides. Both sides. I can go 
to both ends of the spectrum. The range of Lando is just amazing. Oh, yep. All right. We've got one more question, Lando, and then it's the yep. end. Is it appropriate to ask for a letter of recommendation if I got a B minus in the class? 100%. Really? 100%. First okay. of all, first of all, he's not expecting. If you're still getting grades, if you're in school, no one in school is expecting a letter of recommendation for you to come up. That's a job thing, you know? But for you to be a B minus guy and go for that letter of recommendation, do it, man. Do it. Grades are important, but they're not that important. That's the way, that's what a guy who made uh, millions of dollars as an attorney told me. He said, Oh, as in law school, I was horrible. Nobody checked my grades. I still get hired. <laughs> That's beautiful. That made so much sense to me when he said that to me. He goes, just get through it. Orlando, just get through it. I used yeah. to work at a base. Uh, I used to work for, at a baseball card store when I was a kid. I was 12 years old. And the owner of the baseball card store, Joe, which he was a divorce attorney. And later on, he helped my mom get divorced. Joe <laughs> told me that. He goes, Orlando, just get the passing grade. Don't worry about it if it's a D or a C. Just pass. Just get through it, man. At yeah. the end of it, when you're working, no one asks you for your grades. I was just like, oh, that makes sense. All right. <laughs> yeah. I think I took it a little bit too literally, though. <laughs> Straight Ds across the board. <laughs> yeah. yeah that was good. But it, uh, uh, now I feel like finding him and be like, Joe, it would have been a whole lot easier getting into college instead of me having <laughs> to jump through so many hoops and going to night school so I could get into college. Yeah, that's that's true. I, I do think... it, man. You get nothing, nothing. Okay, so this is a very important question because it's just about asking. Okay, you get, you lose nothing, anything in life. Just try it. You, if you really want to try it, and if you or you, if it's something that you need, and that's the thought that popped into your head, which is, I need a recommendation letter from that teacher or that job or my previous employer it was it's like the worst thing they can say is like nah what, what's gonna happen you're still gonna go to sleep that night you're not gonna lose sleep over it i hope you don't i don't yeah yeah exactly i think wayne gretzky yeah. said you miss a hundred percent of the letters of recommendation that you don't ask for so one thousand percent a hundred percent so you you gotta kobe ask does the same thing kobe the same thing <laughs> You could miss a hundred percent of the letters of recommendation that you asked for. As that long is... as you make the one and you say Kobe when you get it, here's your letter <laughs> of recommendation, Kobe, like that, you're in there, bro. That is marvelous. And and you know, it, to your point too, just ask for it. It might also be if you got a B minus, depending on the trajectory, maybe you had an yeah. F when you started. Maybe you just really yeah bombed an exam and then you yeah. just climbed and you scraped and scrimped and whatever other gritty adjectives there are or verbs yeah. to be able to climb to the top and you got that b minus that's something to be proud of so yeah. listen man like this new this this the, we're living in a fantastic world of a lot of technologies and lights and everything but we're being disconnected as human beings and i know i'm going on a tangent somewhere no else, no but we're being disconnected as human beings 
where we know how to talk through text and through email and whatnot. Uh, I don't even know why the phone even has a phone service anymore because people don't really call each other. People get really weirded out when I call them. Like, hey, man, what's going on? Oh, you could have texted me. Whatever, dude. I want to hear your voice. Anyway, so in this world, especially if you're in school, when you approach a teacher personally and they hear that voice, your voice coming out and you're requesting and you're asking for something, a favor to help you move along and actually be, I would say 99% of the time they're going to help you out. Yeah. But they're just not. A, a, I remember I approached my math teacher in high school. And uh, I love him till this day, Mr. Pacheco. And I said, Pacheco, this is what's going on. And uh, this is where my GPA is. This is where I need it to be. Uh, and Pacheco goes, I got you. Really? Yeah. And I didn't play sports or anything. I wasn't like a sports guy or anything. But it was on some, on some, I sometimes I just say it, man, on some human to human really connecting, oh. like where I feel like the where I think our natural, instinct is to help each other out yeah it gets weird like george carlin says it gets weird once we start grouping up once we start you know mm. getting into groups a group of two people is already things are gonna get weird things different thoughts yeah yeah i believe that yeah and i'm gonna fly this flag and yeah and i'm gonna plant this lawn sign lawn signs and bumper stickers I I clear I steer clear. I'm like, oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> I got you. The the reason I was so shocked about them, Mr. Pacheco, is because mm-hmm. I remember I was gonna go in. I had a C plus. It was so close to a B. I was gonna yeah. go in, ask Miss Addis for a B. And as I go in, I see my friend, straight A student. He's got a B plus, trying to get it up to an A asks her she says absolutely not and he starts crying and he leaves and i leave with him because i don't want to cry either so i just i didn't ask her and so well Lando, you know first mistake you made you went in as a duo you can't do that you gotta uh, run solo i i went in there solo in between classes that everybody's changing and everything i said mr pacheco can i speak to you for a second and he was like, yeah, what's up, Orlando? And I said, this is going on, this is going on. He goes, I got you. Damn. All good. right. Yeah. Yet another life hack from Lando. Lando's life hacks. Yes. God, yes. that's amazing. I need to oh. write all this stuff down because I am I forget, man. I forget. Right? All this stuff is fresh in my mind because recently, like, uh, you start feeling down like any other human being, especially with this pandemic and whatnot. Right. And like I said, you you have to have a great support system. Or if you don't have a great support system, make sure that you write your your achievements down, the stuff that you've done. And my wife reminded me, you know, like, you know, hey, last year around this time, you were doing Fallon and you've done a 30 minute special and you have an album coming out. And so and I was just like, oh, yeah, like you you just forget because you got your. I, 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 you know, I got that from my mom and my grandparents. You kind of keep your head down and you work, 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 and you pop up every 10 years and see where you're at, you know? And uh, I've been doing that for a while and I hadn't popped my head up. 
and uh, I was feeling some type of way because this thing, this pandemic thing affects everybody across the board. And look at me, like I have a light set up behind me and everything. And this is so just so I could do Zoom shows, but it's still not the real thing, Stefan. It's not the I, real thing. I totally get you. I totally get, well, I don't fully understand because I'm not in that position, but yeah. I, I, I mean, I have to tell you, sometimes I get knocked down because of the pan pandemic too. And I feel more optimistic now that I hear that there are vaccines out and et cetera. But there was yeah. a point where I was feeling bummed out and the things that have gotten me through as cheesy as it sounds is having people like you as a guest made my day and yeah. I'm just pleased oh, as man. punch. Thank you. I'm going to go to my wife after this mm -hmm. and I'm like, I just spoke with Lando Leba and it was awesome. And she's going to pretend to enjoy hearing about it and uh, yeah. it's good. So, uh, yeah, right. you know, you, you, you try and be grateful and, and put your head up and, and think of the good things that have happened. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Lean like into the pandemic, man. Just lean into the positive side. Hey man, I get to be home with my wife all the time. She's here all the time, all the time, man. She never all leaves at all. Never she's leaves, always man. there. Always, always. Oh, Always. 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 Love you, babe. Always. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we've come to the end. Lando, thank you yeah. so much for joining the podcast. I wanted to ask really quickly, what have you got going on? What have you like would you like to plug? Where can people follow you? Uh you can follow me, like my name says right there, at hey Lando. Uh I do need followers. I never cared about followers, but now people in my circle are uh pestering me and about it uh i'm more of a connecting guy if you send me a message i always reply to it and um you can find me at hey lando most important part right now the thing that people that uh have invested in me are asking me to do and i'm more than happy because they believe in me so i uh i'm more than happy to promote is my album adorable the actual adorable audio is streaming right now on pandora spotify itunes uh you can buy the album on itunes or wherever you buy me uh your album and you can stream it wherever you stream it again if you want to see my special go to hbo sign up for a week before it expires set an alarm to give you an alert and cancel your subscription amazing all right well thank you lando thank you listeners and uh, we'll talk to you next time. And Lando, thank you so much for joining. It's been a, a real treat. Oh, man, it's a pleasure, brother. Thank you for having me, man. I'm happy. I'm proud of you, what you're doing. This is awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Warms yeah. my my heart. Um, okay. I, uh, <laughs> too much? Sorry. That room temperature hurt. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I made it weird. My bad. Um, no, anyway. it wasn't weird. Just too much. Okay. My bad. <laughs> A, a simple thank you would have sufficed. That, that's where it would have landed. Okay, all right. Leave the heart out of it, Stefan. Leave <laughs> the heart out of it. <laughs>